Oh, that's good. That's good. That's a nice little beat there. I like that. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Yeah, give me some of that. Let me get fired up. I need to get fired up to do this episode. I need some excitement. Come on, pump me up. Yeah, let's go. That didn't work. When do we fall back? I am worn out. Tore up from the floor up. Welcome to the Comparison Group Podcast. Today is October 18, 2022. Loving can hurt. Loving can hurt sometimes. But it's the only thing that I know. Nineteen days. Nineteen days until we fall back. After the show, please remember to go and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, or the listening app of your choice. We keep this love in a photograph. We make these memories for ourselves. Where our eyes are never closing, hearts are never broken, time's forever frozen still. Thanks for all the comments about last episode. I'm not going to have time to get into it this episode. I know that because I just have way too much information. But there were a lot of nice comments on the last episode. How to start a third party. I gave you some of my principles. Everyone seemed to be in an agreement. How could you not? How could you not? Left, right, center will never agree on policy. Never agree on all of the policy. But principles? That we should be able to agree on. So thanks for all the comments about that. I'm going to continue kind of a third-party discussion in this episode as it relates to race. And I've gone back and forth, back and forth. That was my intended topic, race in a third party. But I also want to leave you time to make my Donald Trump closing argument. The January 6th committee had a session. They were calling their closing argument on Donald Trump. So I will give you my closing argument and it will be the definitive statement on Donald Trump. So you're going to want to hear it. And you're also going to be frustrated because you're going to say, how come the guy didn't just do the whole episode on this? Because I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger and you're going to have to go to the next episode to hear what I have to say. And you're going to want to hear that too. Trust me. Oh, can I just say one thing real quick before I start with the main topics of the show. Albertsons and Kroger, those are two large supermarket chains that have announced that they want to merge. The reason they've given that they want to merge is because of competition from Amazon, from Walmart. They say we need to merge because of competition. Well, what the, what the, this is, this is a capitalist society. This is free market society. What is this There's competition. There's supposed to be competition. You don't get to merge because there's competition. You got to outdo your competition. You got to outdo Amazon and Walmart. Now, I just look real quick. Albertsons last year had revenue of $69 billion, which was up from the previous year from $62 billion. I have no idea how much Kroger what their revenue is. I didn't look it up. I didn't spend a whole lot of time on this. I just thought it was interesting 
that companies that are making billions of dollars say, we got to merge. There's competition. Amazon's hurting us. We only made $69 billion. If it wasn't for Amazon, we could have made $70 billion. What the, What's going on? What is going on? I'm sorry. I just found it so strange that I heard this story reported on everywhere and no one said, what's going on? How are they saying competition? We're supposed to have competition in capitalism. Ah, what's the use? Let me get to what I want to talk about. I got to stay focused. This is going to be very difficult for people to hear because any discussion, any honest discussion about race is difficult, which is exactly why we can't solve our racial problem in this country because no one wants to have an honest and frank discussion about it. But you must understand if you truly want to build a legitimate, strong third party in this country, we have to deal with the issue of race once and for all. You have to. You cannot have a legitimate third party unless it's a big tent. That means all races. The issue of race has to be dealt with once and for all to truly have a strong third party. Now, the easiest way for people in power or people with an agenda to divide people in this country is along racial lines. There is no easier way than to divide people along racial lines. It's what people who want to interfere in our elections do, Russia or China or North Korea. They know you want to sow chaos in America, divide people on racial lines. You know, when I heard the story, the FBI had contacted uh, black radio host black radio shows and said, listen, there are people calling your show who are being paid to do so by outside influence, people who want to sow chaos and doubt in the election. I thought that was ridiculous. I thought these radio hosts were being paranoid or making too much of themselves to say somebody's trying to interfere in the election by calling your show. Turned out to be 100 percent true. 100% true. After a while, you could even uh, spot the phone calls because they had a script and they all started out the same way. All the phone calls started out, yeah, I'm a 35-year-old black man and I live in Ohio or fill-in-the-blank battleground state and I'm not going to vote Democrat because voting Democrat never changes anything. Or I'm not going to vote at all because voting doesn't change anything. This was the script. You started to recognize the calls. It was amazing. But it's amazing that foreign governments recognize that's how to divide America. Does my voice sound high? I got to calm down. I got to bring it down. Why am I so excited? Let me let me calm down. Let me just give you one example. I could give you literally dozens. You could do a whole show. You could do an entire podcast. I shouldn't say a, a show. I mean an entire podcast. The topic of your podcast could be playing examples of how people of influence, people with agenda, divide us along racial lines. Somebody want to steal that idea? Go ahead, steal it. Go do the podcast. I'm not because I get sick of hearing it. I get sick of hearing over and over again, oh, look what happened this time. Look what happened this time. Look what this person did this time. Look what this race did this time. Look at this. I get sick of hearing it. But you can find example after example after example of people with influence 
information sources that use different stories to divide us. Let me give you an example right now. Remember the whipping incident, which, oh, yeah. as we predicted, yeah. remember that one, Joe? With I'll, the rage, I'll, I, yeah. You know, I hate, hate playing, yeah, whip the whip, whip migrants, whipping them, slavery, yeah. racism, whip them. And everybody's like, oh, my God, we whip people at the border? That sounds horrible. Border Patrol were whipping Haitian migrants? My gosh, it's like slavery, Bull Connor, Jim Crow, all the ridiculous analogies went out. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, we called it for what it was at the time, a BS story. And we actually told you that the photographer who took the dreaded whipping photos, I use air quotes there, had said that that's not exactly what happened. But that didn't matter to Mayorkas, our DHS secretary, or to Biden. These are character-free jellyfish with no dignity whatsoever. These are genuinely evil people. Keep in mind, it's not that they're not good people. They are genuinely evil people who destroyed the lives of these Border Patrol agents because they thought they could get a convenient narrative to racially divide America. If you just looked at the photos the photographer produced, they were reins on a horse that anyone who's ridden a horse, not me, but people who had came out right away and said, that's how you actually guide the horse. Yeah. Yeah. There were no whips. It couldn't have been a whipping incident. There were no whips. And no one was strapped. They were guiding the horse. So you remember that? You remember that story about the Border Patrol agents that were on videotape apparently appearing to quote unquote whip or hit, run down people on horses? I mean, I shouldn't I don't mean run down as in run down. I mean, as in chase people on horses. And there was a big firestorm, big brouhaha over it because it didn't look good. No matter what you think about it, the optics of it were simply not good. But what this host is saying, it never happened. Maybe the host is not arguing it didn't happen. But then again, it did happen, but not in a way the evil libs described it as happening. There could not have been a whipping incident because there were no whips. Simple as that. Common sense, right? You can't have a whipping incident if there are no whips, is what this host is saying. Google, what is a whip made of? A bullwhip is a single-tailed whip, usually made of braided leather or nylon, designed as a tool for working with livestock or competition. Google, what are a horse's reins made of? They are long straps that can be made of leather, nylon, metal, or other materials and attached to a bridle via either its bit or its noseband. If I just told it to you, you wouldn't have believed me. You wouldn't have believed me if I just told you and didn't play the clip. This host apparently feels you can't whip someone with a leather or nylon strap if it's not called a whip. If the leather or nylon strap is configured as horse's reins and you hit someone with that, you're guiding your horse. Now, if the leather or nylon strap is configured and looks like a whip, then you're whipping somebody. Only then. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. So when I hit someone in the head with a baseball bat, with a wooden baseball bat, I'm going to say, that never happened. I hit him with a tree branch. And he went on at length like this. He played clips of Jen Psaki and other liberals. Listen to their lies. Listen to their lies about this incident that never happened because they weren't whips. 
Now, as a center-left, center-right guy, I am somewhat sensitive to other people with influence and an agenda that all collectively run out and say, this conjures up images of slavery. This conjures up images of slavery. Some of those people have an agenda too. I understand that. I get that. I understand that rubs people the wrong way. People don't like it when I try and see both sides of an issue like this, but I do because of the volume, not necessarily because of what is said. It's just the volume of what's said on left-leaning media. Everyone on Twitter, everyone, this conjures up images of slavery. Why? Because that's going to invoke the most emotional response from you. The same way the guy's doing what he's doing to invoke an emotional response, they're doing what they're doing at the volume that they're doing it to invoke an emotional response. This conjures up images of slavery. That's going to invoke the, the most response from people talking about slavery, saying, look at this. Remember when they used to ride down black people on horseback, round them up, whip them? Would it have been better if they were on dune buggies? If they were chasing people down on dune buggies, would that have been better? That that can't conjure images of slavery. There were no dune buggies back then. No, no. Race has to be taken out of it sometimes. Can't be all the time. But sometimes, sometimes the emphasis cannot always be on race. Sometimes you just have to say, hey, that video looks like Border Patrol agents are behaving inappropriately. They need to be reprimanded. We don't ride anybody down on horseback and hit them with anything. They're human beings. I don't care what race they are. They're human beings. We don't do that. Everyone should be in agreement with that. There should be no, well, it would be okay if they were white. It would be okay if they weren't black, Haitian. It would be okay if they were Latino. I wouldn't be so upset. Answer me that question. I told you this is going to be tough. I told you it's going to be tough. People don't like this, but answer me this question. If they were from Guatemala and not Haiti, would black people have been as upset? Would it still have conjured images of slavery to the degree that everyone said it did? And before you answer that question, show me the video of the protest marches when the police shot some unarmed Guatemalan. I told you it ain't going to be easy. People don't want to hear it. People don't like it. But when have black people gone out and protested in mass because the police shot some unarmed person from Mexico or the Dominican Republic or Colombia or Venezuela or Guatemala? Anywhere. Where? They're very careful about black and brown people. We got to say black and brown people right now. Not allowed to say African-American anymore. Not allowed to say Latino anymore. Got to say Latinx now. Don't want to leave anybody out. Very careful. Got to include everybody. But then when it comes time to stand up and defend, quote unquote, brown people, not quite as vocal. Very interesting. Not quite as vocal. We want to be inclusive, black and brown. But if it's a brown person, not quite as vocal. It's hard being honest with yourself. If you disagree with this, if you think I'm wrong, tell me so. That's fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Tell me so if you think I'm wrong. But if you agree and you think I'm right and you can accept it, then you can understand 
We can't change things without dealing with it from both sides. What goes on from both sides? The toxic radio host that decides there's a difference between leather and nylon, depending on the story, and other people who seem selective in their outrage. Selective in their outrage. I'm going to stop there on this topic. You know why? Because I'm kind of sick of talking about race. But honestly, I think the people that are going to get it and the people who want to get it, get it. I could say a lot more. I have a lot more uh, thoughts that I jotted down that I had notes for that I could say. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stop there because people either want to get this and accept it or they don't. If you want to have a third party, if you think we should have a third party and you understand we can't until we deal with race and in order to deal with race, all of us have to look at each other and look at ourselves in the mirror and be honest with ourselves on how we deal with race in this country. So that's all I'll say. Let's move on to my closing argument on Donald J. Trump. Oh, one last thing before I move off the topic of race. I hope we do all understand the people who stay in power stay in power by dividing us on race. I've talked about this before. You go back to the one of the very first shows I did, the Offensive Racism, Offensive Racism Show. You got to go on one of the uh, platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Remember, you can't just go to the website. All the old shows aren't on the website. But you go back to listen to that show. You listen to any other show. And I've talked about it. If poor black people, poor white people, and now you can include poor middle class white people, or excuse me, middle class white people or middle class black people. If those groups, if we, the people from those groups ever figure out to stop fighting one another and turn our attention to the people who are really controlling things and influencing things and have the agenda and use race to stay in power. If we ever figure that out, it's game over. It's game over. Everything changes, which is why they work so hard to make sure we never figure it out. We never figure out to stop fighting one another. That's the goal. Now, I want to be clear. It ain't just rich people. It ain't just wealthy people who are the people in power. Oh, no, it could be small town elected officials. It could be religious leaders. It could be celebrities, entertainers. It's really anyone that has influence and an agenda. Anyone with influence and an agenda. Okay, Donald Trump closing argument. This is the definitive statement. Feel free to use it. All right. Let me just start by saying a couple things. First, I've said many times, I know Trump supporters. I know Trump voters. Trump voters. They're some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. That's when some people turn off the show. They go up. Oh, this guy's already said a couple of things I disagree with. Now he said that there's no such thing as a nice Trump supporter. I'm done with this guy. But if you stay tuned, it'll be worth it. I want to make it clear. This is not about what I'm about to say now is not about Donald Trump supporters. We'll get to that. This is about Donald Trump. OK, second, my opinion of Donald Trump has been formed by listening to and watching Donald Trump. All right. To be very clear, what I think of Donald Trump, what I've come to believe of Donald Trump, I've gotten from Donald Trump, from seeing 
how he behaves. I actually started out with a fairly optimistic view of Donald Trump as president, to be perfectly honest with you. I had a fairly optimistic view of Donald Trump as president. But over time, my opinion of Donald Trump has evolved to this. Donald Trump is a horrible person. He just is. In any way you can be a bad person, Donald Trump is a bad person. He's selfish. He's mean. He's inconsiderate. He's dishonest. Not sometimes, all the time, all the time. The man is over 70 years old. He's been rich all his life. And you cannot find a moment in Donald Trump's life when he did a good deed that didn't benefit him. Not one. Understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't find instances of him never doing anything. I'm saying you cannot find an instance where he did something nice for someone that didn't in some way benefit him. Let's just look at this fact check from a Facebook post that was entitled Donald Trump's Quiet Acts of Kindness, something like that. This is a supporter, uh, uh, someone on Facebook who is a supporter of Donald Trump that posted these different stories saying, look how wonderful Donald Trump is. Look at these quiet, random acts of kindness that he's done in his life. Number one, Trump gave $10,000 to a bus driver who saved a suicidal woman. That's true. Trump gave $25,000 to a U.S. Marine sergeant arrested and detained in Mexico. That's true. Trump allowed an Orthodox Jewish family to use his private jet in order to seek urgent medical treatment for their young son. Son, that's true. The fourth one, Trump paid off the mortgage of a stranger who fixed a flat tire on his limo. That's false. The first three stories that were true, giving the $10,000 to the bus driver, $25,000 to the Marine, they took place in a couple of years prior to the 2016 election. So in other words, they were news stories. They were items that were big news, big, big in the news. The Marine being detained in Mexico was a big story on Fox News. It was publicity. He gave the money to the bus driver and the Marine for publicity. I'm sorry. He just did. The other story about allowing the family to use his private jet, the story was they had a child who couldn't fly commercial. He had a medical condition that wouldn't allow him to fly commercial. The father contacted Donald Trump and Donald Trump offered his private jet. Now, that's very nice. That's very generous. But at the same time, if you got a private jet and somebody calls you and says, can you help me out? And you're a public figure. I mean, what are you going to say? All right. That's the one that I'll kind of say, hey, you know what? Regardless of the situation, at least he did it. That's the one I'll kind of sort of give him credit for. But again, someone reaches out to you, you're a public figure, and says, can you help my dying son? What are you going to say? The fourth one, the one that's not true from this Facebook post, that's the big one. And I'll tell you why it's the big one. Not just because it's false. The story goes, Donald Trump was traveling down the highway, gets a flat tire in his limo, a good Samaritan stops, helps Donald Trump fix the flat tire or fixes the flat tire for Donald Trump and... Donald Trump, in exchange, pays off this person's mortgage, surprises this person, sends flowers with a note saying, by the way, your mortgage is paid off. 
it's an urban legend. That's how bad this is. It's an urban legend, a story that's been told over and over again about different celebrities. It's the same story with just a different name inserted as the celebrity who paid off the mortgage for the Good Samaritan. And Donald Trump's campaign press released the story. In 2016, Donald Trump's campaign press released the story as something that Donald Trump had done. And it was totally false. Do you know how desperate you got to be to try and find a good deed that someone has done in their life life that you have to press release an urban legend? But okay, maybe that's not enough for you. Maybe you don't trust me. You don't believe me because you feel I have a grudge against Donald Trump. Okay. Will you trust and believe the people you respect above all others? People you hold in the highest regard, or at least you used to. Last year, I did an episode in which I cited an article that listed top military leaders and how they felt about Trump. I listened back to that episode and I was shocked. I did the show and I was shocked. I think it was the only time, the first time I've ever shocked myself from my own show because the list just went on and on and on. It's still up on the website. You can go look at it for yourself. www.thecomparisongroup.com. You can go to the website, scroll under, it's either under sources or fact checks. I think it's under sources. You know what? I'll go look right now. Yeah, it's under sources and it's titled, which generals have criticized Trump? Click on it. It'll take you to an article. Bill McRaven, four-star admiral. The article says, last year, McRaven wrote an op-ed after Trump threatened to revoke former CIA director John Brennan's security clearance, asking the president to revoke his as well, so I can add my name to the list of men and women who have spoken up against your presidency. Michael Hayden, four-star general. Hayden has been a strong critic of Trump almost from the beginning of his presidency, but avoided calling for an impeachment until this year when he did so in a Washington Post op-ed. He explained why. If we survive two terms of Trump, I think America will be very different. So Michael Hayden, four-star general, said. Stanley McChrystal, four-star general. Last year, McChrystal described Trump as immoral and dishonest. James, James Starvitas, four-star admiral. Colin Powell, four-star general, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff under George W. Bush and Bill Clinton, secretary of state under George W. Bush, active in Republican politics in the 90s. Paul Powell, excuse me, Powell has since said the GLP needs to get a grip and the Republican politicians are afraid to speak out despite a foreign policy in shambles under Trump. John Kelly, four-star general, Trump's secretary of Homeland Security and then chief of staff, resigned in 2018. Joseph Vodal, four-star general, head of United States Central Command. James Mattis, four-star general. In this article, it says he declined to criticize the president because he don't think you should criticize the commander-in-chief, but he did later. Oh, boy, did he later. H.R. McMaster, three-star general. Martin Dempsey, four-star general, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. David Petraeus, four-star general. Petraeus generally avoided criticizing the president directly. 
However, he was among 12 intelligence veterans who signed a statement in 2018 saying Trump was trying to stifle free speech by threatening to revoke the security clearance of XCI director John Brennan. Remember that? John Brennan used to go in the news, criticize Trump, and Trump threatened to take away his security clearance. The reason these retired guys keep a security clearance is so they can stay in the loop to help keep the country safer. But Donald Trump would rather have the country be less safe to stop someone from criticizing him on the news. Jack Keane, four-star general. Paul Zunkoft, four-star admiral. Joseph Dunford, four-star general, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Vincent K. Brooks, four-star general. The list just goes on and on and on of our respected military leaders who have told us this guy is no good. I shocked myself by how long I went on about it. The names just kept going and the criticism just kept going. I said, holy smokes, how many military leaders have tried to warn us about Trump? And I'm not even mentioning John McCain and all the other highly respected members of the Republican Party that have tried to warn us about Donald Trump. Maybe that's still not enough. If you won't listen to the best among us, maybe you'll listen to the worst among us, Russia and North Korea. Let me explain what I mean. I've asked a question, and I swear I wish somebody in the media would ask this question, but I've asked a question, what if the stated goal of January 6th succeeded? Ask that to Jenny Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, who thinks the election, who still thinks the election was stolen. What if the stated goal of January 6th had succeeded? Certification of Joe Biden is stopped. Trump remains president while we fight it out. Fight it out past Biden's planned inauguration. Trump remains president past his term. We now have two presidents. I would assume there's going to be a part of the country that recognizes Biden as the legitimate president. And there's going to be a part of the country that recognizes Donald Trump as the legitimate president. Now, when that happens, we've seen it happen in other countries. Foreign nations have to declare who they recognize as the legitimate president. My guess would be countries like Russia and North Korea would recognize Donald Trump as the legitimate president. So let that sink in. That's where you would find yourself. That's the side you would find yourself on. The side with North Korea and Russia. So to sum up my closing argument, you support a man who would not piss on you if you were on fire, unless maybe you owed him money. I've given you a long list of people we all should respect and perhaps the people with the least to gain from speaking out are military leaders. So many of them have given their unvarnished opinions about Donald Trump and siding with him in his belief he still should be president puts you on the side of the likes of Russia, Vladimir Putin and North Korea. That's my criticism of Donald Trump. On the other side, the right's biggest criticism of Joe Biden appears to be he stutters a lot. I'm talking about Joe Biden, the man. Joe Biden, the man. You notice everything I said about Trump didn't have anything to do with policy. This ain't about policy. 
agreeing and disagreeing on policy. I'm talking about Joe Biden, the man. It appears the biggest negative that can be found about Joe Biden, the man, is, you sure that stutter a lot. So, after that compelling closing argument, I know the obvious question. Why the heck do you have friends who are Trump supporters? And do you say any of this stuff to them? Heck no, I ain't trying to get shot. No, actually, that's an excellent question, and it does have an answer. It does have a complete answer, and the answer may surprise you. Next episode, I'll explain next episode. Up, oh, told you, there's the cliffhanger. You got to come back next episode, and I will explain to you how to be friends with a Trump supporter, and you're going to be surprised. You'll be surprised by the answer, and I'm going to bet that some of you will even agree with me. How about that? A cliffhanger. I hit you with a cliffhanger. How dare he hit me with a cliffhanger? Now I gotta come back for another episode of this nonsense. Yeah, you do. You do. You gotta come back for another episode. Why wouldn't you? Show's fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, come on. Oh, watch me dance. Get the strobe light going. You know we dance at the end of the show. Come on. There you go. I see you. I see you tapping your foot. Don't act like you're not. Jamming. Go to the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com. Subscribe and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict. Tell all your friends, tell all your enemies about this show. Trying to be different here, trying to do something a little different, informative. What is it? I forgot my own tagline. Oh, yeah. Interesting, informative, entertaining. The three eyes. Share it with all your friends, all your enemies. Find any link, any podcast platform. Copy it, paste it on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your Instagram, on your TikTok, anywhere, anywhere. something different to listen to. How many times can you listen to somebody tell you Herschel Walker's crazy? I mean, seriously, how many times? Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.